Liverpool are back. Is what we all thought for 21 minutes, and then they weren't. How many times have we thought that this season? Liverpool have given us many a false spring. So how much do we trust them? We'll talk about that in this episode, as well as strategies for navigating the upcoming barrage of blank and double game weeks. But first, the Game Week 24 review. So, the the game week kicked off with a bang, with uh, Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4. Did you watch this one? I watched uh, the the part as a Man City fan that didn't make me too happy. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people thought that Arsenal were, despite being top of the league, were almost a bit dead and buried after that City loss. And I, I mean, I hate to say, it, but I, w- I was very impressed with the way they came out and really showed their resilience. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't really remember how they looked in the first half, but in the second half, certainly um, showed a lot of heart. Um, and I don't know, we, we were, a lot of people have been questioning their mentality uh, because the squad is so young, but uh, I don't know. We, we can, we're starting to see that they, they might actually have the grit that it takes to, to win this league and uh, certainly helps uh, to have a Premier League winner join your, join your midfield, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I assume you're talking about Jorginho. That's the man. That's the man. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it was, I mean, it went down as an own goal. Yeah. And I mean, it, it wouldn't have gone in if Martinez didn't touch it. But really I mean, funny. it really was. I mean, I I certainly don't think my opinion on him has actually changed, but on he's contributed. Uh, well, I mean, what is your opinion on him? Just that he's not very good. I would tend to agree with that, yeah. but I don't know. For um, in in his few Arsenal appearances, he's he's looked pretty good and he's looked reinvigorated. Maybe it's a Chelsea thing. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Bukayo Saka though, continuing to to score goals. Um, yeah. I think I don't know. I I, I saw this uh, debate on Twitter uh, on current form. Saka, Vinicius, Rashford. I rank them. Hmm. I th- I think Rashford has to be one, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's just. I mean, he's right now he's the best player in the prem. Um, I'd probably go Vinicius too. Hmm. Which is tough. I mean, honestly, he could be anywhere. And then, I guess Saka three. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Elsewhere, elsewhere, Martinelli. Did you? You don't have him anymore, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, I. That's so. That's so unfortunate. Unfortunate, you say? For for us. For you. Oh, you have him. I do have him. I kept him. Really. Really. <laughs> and uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Um, it was, or no, I intentionally kept him this week. I'll I'll talk about what happened. The funny thing that happened later on. All right. But uh, basically, I didn't have enough transfers. So, like, I would have swapped him for Odegaard if I could. Uh, but I, I didn't end up doing that. And uh, if I did swap to Odegaard, it would have been a net two-point loss. So I'm I'm happy with that. Happy with that. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like empty netters just, like, shouldn't count for quite as much. Mm. I mean, apparently that was worth 0.99 XG. 
which is quite funny to me. I was a little bit concerned um, when I was watching him bearing down on goal because who knows? You thought he was just gonna just gonna sky it? Not sky it. Lose place it wide. Yeah, I don't know. Despite the the lack of a goalie. Yeah, and despite the well, the 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 pre celebration threw me off even more. I would say. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I I almost just couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah. Both as a as a Man City fan and a non Martinelli owner. <laughs> I mean, everything was going so right for for a while, and then it just all all went wrong. Yeah. Did you see Emery got really mad at Martinez for going up for the for the last corner? I mean, it's not like they would have, you know, actually scored if like that didn't happen, right? Like it's, it's easy to say that it didn't work out, but I mean, if Martinez didn't come up and then. You know, they get the ball back with, you know, a minute left. It's not like they would have gone on the next attack and scored. Most yeah, likely. I mean, they were going to lose. They were losing 3-2 anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Ooh, here we go. Another thing that went wrong. Forest 1, City 1. Yeah, I mean, I just I just don't get it. You don't like, get it? How how are we not beating Nottingham Forest? Well, they've been very solid. They haven't lost at home uh, since September, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, they hadn't played City yet. Like, <laughs> how could we not get it done? You know. Do you feel like a win was deserved? I mean, the XG was like two point eight nine to like point one seven or something. So, I, I would say it was. Yeah, I mean, Holland did have. That uh, oh yeah, that was that was bad misses. And I think I believe that was like the fourth Premier League game in a row where we conceded on our first shot on target, <laughs> which is just atrocious. I mean, Ederson. I think for a while I yep. tried to defend Ederson. Yeah. Now I just don't want to. He's not. He's yeah. not worthy of it. Like no. I legitimately think we have a better shot stopper on our bench. In Stefan Ortega, mm-hmm. and I, I would be over the moon if Pep decided to bench Ederson for him. Yeah, we have been having this dialogue for a few weeks now, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I but like Pep's not going to do that, is he? No, he's not. No, Pep's a very stubborn guy. He doesn't. He didn't make any. This is a different topic, but in the in that RB Leipzig game, yeah. as City. You know, just slowly lost control of the game over the second half. He just didn't make oh. any subs, and yeah. I just, I just don't understand. If I'm Foden or Alvarez, I'm very angry at Pep. I mean, I agree, not necessarily because of that. I mean, Foden basically was in the form of his life, and then just got dropped. Yeah, and Alvarez went and won the World Cup as <laughs> as a starter, and still hasn't been able to get you know any type of game time. So you know, it's. Certainly frustrating for both of them. But I feel like Pep Pep would be a really frustrating guy to play under. I mean, it feels like it's it's almost not a meritocracy in terms of playing time. Right. Like I don't know. I, I just I just feel like he doesn't always play his best eleven. Yeah, and it's always like 
in his interviews, it's always like my tactics. I think that's blah, true. Blah, 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 blah. I think I think he's always, and I've been saying this, and most city fans have been saying this for the last like five years. Yeah, but it feels like especially in big games, he's not trying to give his players the opportunity to win. He's trying to win with the tactics themselves. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. I think I agree. Do you remember in the, I mean, I'm sure you remember in that Champions League final, yeah. he just didn't use the defensive midfielder? Oh, certainly, certainly. I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone did. It's, all, it's very, it's very, very much uh, in his own world, in his own head type of yeah. guy. I mean, he's, he's a genius, but at what cost? At what cost? At the cost of a Champions League title. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's apt. Apt. Are you concerned going into the future? You mean like the rest of the season or future seasons? Sure, this season. I mean, I think it's it's not going to be easy. Yeah. To win to win the prem, I think we certainly had the momentum after beating Arsenal, but we seem to have lost it. Right. Um, I think we're you know about five points adrift now, and I mean you know. We still play Arsenal again, so we have a chance. Yeah, but uh, the the road the road back is not to be easy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't even know if we'll be united at this point. Yeah, seems like they're going in opposite directions, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, should we uh, segue into that United Leicester? Sure, sure, sure. Maybe, yeah, I mean, United. It's it's almost I'm so surprised that they've been able to to get this. I mean, you remember when they lost four 0 to Brentford? Of course I do. That was this season. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's just such a different team now. Yeah. Oh man. I remember. I remember hearing about that. I was actually in England at the time. But uh, oh. I mean, Ten Hag has has done wonders. He really has. And Marcus yeah, Rashford. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he's he's one of the best players in the world. I think so. I think so. And like, I don't know. There was a period in the second half um, who's maybe like from 50 to 60. Yeah, from the 50th to the 60th minute mark. It was just wave after wave of attack. And I remember the commentator saying, you know, this was like the, the glory days of Manchester United in the yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. When after, it was just I, I think after that Sancho goal. Might have been, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was just so nice. So because every single, every single touch was was great. Did you see that clip of Sancho and Wambasaka on the right hand side? No, I don't think so. Oh, they were balling out. They were balling out. And when you have Wambasaka balling out, you know something's going right. <laughs> I mean, just a few years ago, Ole was talking about how proud he was of Wambasaka putting those crosses in. <laughs> and I mean, now he's actually, you know, somehow transformed. Maybe not transformed, but. He's capable of supporting an attack on that right side. Pretty right. remarkable. Right. Speaking of that right-hand side, Bruno Fernandes has kind of been drifting out to the right-hand side a lot, and it's, it's been doing that to great effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's really found his role. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think in, in previous seasons when he really prospered, it was as, you know, that central number 10. Yeah. But almost now it's it's more of a winger. And... I think it's a testament to the way he's been able to adapt this game that he's been able to, you know, come up with very similar results from a different position. Hmm. 
All right. Um, and finally, let's see. Yeah, let, let's talk about Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool to Newcastle nil. As a Pope owner, Jacob, as a Pope owner, talk to me. I don't even know what to say. I mean, my goalkeeper got minus three points. That's that's just ridiculous. And it's just, it was just for the, the most obvious red card, maybe in Premier League history. Probably. I mean, he just, he's 15 yards out of his box. He just grabs the ball. Can you, I mean, what possibly can be going through his head at that moment? Like, I mean, does, does he... Like was he was he even a, do you think he was aware of what he was doing? Like do you do you think he thought to himself, okay, I'm gonna grab the ball with my hands now? I don't or do think you think so. he just like just did it. No, I think if you watch it, you can see the panic in his in his head in his face um, as he's you know grabbing it. Like I mean, it's definitely instinct that's been drilled into yeah, him. Yeah. So yeah. Although it's interesting, um, I, I I saw this post on on the Reddit that was kind of. Uh, talking about how fascinating FPL was from a behavioral economic standpoint, uh, specifically about, uh, I mean, it's true. Um, it was, it was a really nice post um, specifically about how like, I don't know, uh, an assist from a midfielder is, or from anyone is worth three points plus three points and a red card from Pope is worth minus three points, but we get, you know, a lot more bummed out about the minus three than a plus three. That is interesting. Right, I think I, I think it's because, like, you you have the baseline, right? Yeah. Of, you know, the two points or whatever. Yeah. And then it's 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 almost just so, so jarring to see any player be worse than just not playing anyone. Right. And I think I think that's really the the huge issue, that. He he finished in the negatives, and from I, I guess yeah, there's certainly some type of perception of that that it's different from a player simply not picking up an assist. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now. They, they, the the person called it loss aversion. People seem to judge a minus four hit or a minus one yellow so much more negatively than they judge an equal and opposite gain to the positive. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It is. It is. Uh, okay. Well, Liverpool, uh, Gakpo and, and and Darwin on the score sheet, uh, Salah and and Trent getting assists, like the good old days, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's 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 hard to look at how Liverpool have played in the Prem, given what we now know about how their their Champions League fixture went. Yeah. And I I think for the record. I I just have to put this out there. They won that game on XG. It was like two point one to one point six. Madness. And and they lose the they lose the game five two. So it's 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 hard to really know what to do with that. Because on one hand it seems like, you know, they didn't actually play that badly, but I mean watching the game, you would not get the impression that they deserve to even be in the game. In the Real Madrid game, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they, they they just got trampled all over. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Palace and Wolves aren't Madrid, but yeah, it, it's just so hard to really see them as tantalizing assets now. I suppose. No, you're right, but I mean, 
You can take it both ways, can't you? You can take it, oh, everyone's demoralized. They're going to be all really sad. Or you can take it as, oh, they're going to be really pumped. They have to bounce back after that. Do you think, do you think Klopp is going to be able to get them pumped up? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the interview where he was like, or the journalist was like, told Klopp that uh, uh, Ancelotti thinks the tie is over, which I don't, I think that quote was taken out of context. I think he said other stuff after that. But, uh, and then Klopp responded, yeah, for the moment, I think so too. I also think the tie is over. And then, I mean, and then, and then he said, in three weeks' time, things might be different, but certainly not, uh, not what you want to hear from your manager, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there, there's just something wrong at Liverpool. And, you know, maybe they're able to find something for these next couple of games. But it's I, I wouldn't be comfortable owning them for a particularly long stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to talk about the, the funny thing that happened. So, I, oh, yeah. Yes. So and then we can move into the dilemma deliberations. But it was. uh Okay, so the deadline was Saturday morning at 7.30. Uh, I, I was working on something uh, the night before, and I, I it was, oh, I don't know, it might have been 1 a.m., uh, and I intended to to finish working on that thing, and then after I finished, uh, to uh, look at my team. Because I, I at, at that point, I had, uh, on my bus team, I had, uh, I had uh, Captain Rashford because of uh, what I talked about in the previous episode. Uh, and I was pretty set on uh, transferring out Iverson to someone else because I still play Danny Ward every single week. Uh, and then I fell asleep accidentally at, at 1 a.m. And oh, uh, I, I think I wake up at uh, at 5 a.m. To, to go to the bathroom or something. I go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, great. It's 5 a.m. It's before the de- deadline. Um, and then I, you know, after after that bathroom trip, I get back into bed and I, and I fall asleep again. And when I wake up, it's about six fifteen, and I look at the clock. I'm like, God damn it! Uh, and and I'm like, Oh, I probably would have kept in Holland if I had the time to make that decision. And I probably would have transferred uh, uh, Iverson out for either Kepa or Raya if I had the time. I might have even considered a minus four for for Erdegaard from from Martinelli, but. And I, I was I was prepared for the worst game week of my life. My weekend was going to be ruined. Uh, but then Kepa and Raya blanked. Uh, I think Ward, I think, matched them. Uh, Martinelli, plus four points, was was more than Odegaard got. And uh, obviously I had that Rashford Hall. So all's well that ends well. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. I, I had my, my own little story. Not quite mm-hmm. as entertaining as that. But, you know, so after... I was, you know, pretty set on Captain Holland because he's Holland. Nottingham Forest seemed like such an such a simple fixture. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't think there was that much else to it. And, you know, on, on the pod, uh Jayong makes his, his case for Rashford. And, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it and you know, I'm I still probably am leaning towards Holland, but I'm I'm thinking, hold on, wait a minute. I mean, they've got this Champions League game on Wednesday. What what if Alvarez gets to start? Oof. And so I I'm pondering that, and you know I, I don't want my captain to only playing thirty minutes. I know Rashford's you know nailed on, and of course he's in the form of his life. So I switch it to Rashford, mm-hmm. just thinking that Holland's not going to start, but he does. And then oh I 
thinking, oh, it's, you know, Holland, Foden, Grealish. It's this, it's the attacking line of every Man City fans wanted. You know, they're going to, they're going to cook. They're going to demolish Forrest. They're going to, they're going to make me pay. But lo and behold, it all worked out. And not for the reasons I thought, but sometimes you just need to get lucky like that. All's well that ends well. Yeah. I think we both learned that lesson this week. All right, moving on to the dilemma deliberations. So, oof, as we as Jacob said in the intro, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uncertainty, shall we say, in the future um, that that we don't know about yet. And it's I don't know. I feel like last week uh, we were kind of kind of thinking, you know, there, there's really not much going on in FPL at this moment. But then just a week later, uh, we have the announcement of double game weeks and the, the imminent arrival of, of blank game weeks and uh, we, we have a lot of things to talk about now. So, first of all, which players who uh, who blank in uh, this upcoming Game Week 25 should we should we keep? Yeah. I mean, so just for some background info, uh, I believe it's Newcastle, United, Brighton, and Brentford mm-hmm. that, are, that are blanking. Um, I, I think really the first place to look would be Kieran Trippier and slightly more generally that entire Newcastle defense. Yeah. I'm not really sure what other defenders you might have. But I mean Trippier, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Um, you know, obviously you're gonna want him back for their their very nice fixture schedule through game week twenty nine. Mm-hmm. You know, they have five games. They play in game week twenty eight, which not all teams do. And you know, other than the city game in, in twenty six, the other four fixtures through twenty nine are pretty good. And you'd also probably lose about half a million right by doing that just because you probably have a lot of value invested in them. So I think to me that makes him pretty pretty nailed on. I think so too. Um, and also Bruno G is back, so the clean sheets are going to come right, back. Right. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you think about Pope? About Pope? If If I own Pope? Well, I own Pope, so let's let's yes. use my team. So I have Pope. Right. I my backup goalie is not viable. Is it? So I need a goalkeeper for this week. Yeah, I mean, I think automatically people. I mean, yeah, like I said before, people tend to be quite um, of what? What's the verb? Averse at averse towards hits. Is that English? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but in a in a blank game week, um, in a in a blank double hybrid game week, shall I say? Uh, if if you if you're not getting any points from your goalkeeper because. Well, you don't have a backup goalie, and Pope is suspended. Uh, that means you're, you know, getting zero points from your goalie. Um, and when you transfer in a doubler, even if it's for a minus four, uh, just for appearance points uh, for for the two games, you probably get four points back unless something disastrous happens. Uh, so, I mean, realistically speaking, the the worst that can happen is a is a net neutral. Um, so, I mean, anything else that comes. In addition to sure, that, sure, is a bonus, sure. right? Well, here's a question. So, would you? I, I think I think it's pretty, pretty clear that the smart move would would to would be to spend it on a goalie. But should it be for Pope or for the backup? Ooh, for Pope or for the backup? Well, like we said, um, like you said, Pope is or Newcastle have have great fixtures after the blank and the Dublin twenty nine. Um, and the clinches are going to come back. So I think you have to keep Pope, uh, in which case probably just spend spend your money on a cheap uh, 
cheap goalie, cheap sack, cheap second goalie. Um, and looking at them, I probably go for for Pickford. Uh, yeah, Four point four a double in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, you probably just use him for this week, and then yeah, just leave him on your bench. Yeah, I think that All sounds right. very smart. Yeah, yeah. Who else would you say? Should Who else kept? should be kept? Yeah. Uh, well, Rashford. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. But... I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, and if you own uh, Tony or Matoma, I think you kind of have to keep them just because they double in twenty-seven and twenty-nine. So it's it's probably worth holding. I on think to so. Them. I mean, I think I think sometimes the the math can be tough because obviously you know you want to keep them. You don't want to have to spend hit to get them out and then another hit to get them back in, but. You also don't want to have them on the bench when you only have 10 players. Have them on the bench when you only have... So are you arguing that... Or I, I guess they'd be in your starting lineup for this week. So so are you arguing that they sh- she should be selling? I mean, well, if if you can't field an 11 yeah. while keeping them, mm-hmm. does that change how you do them? Like, would you rather just keep them and only field 10 this week? I mean, it depends on... I guess it depends on the the uh, time frame with which you're looking at it, right? Because you do want Tony and Matoma in the very near future, so I think it'd be quite silly to uh, take them out and then get them back in. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's fair. But given that they does, does it change anything? They might, or I think almost certainly will blank in twenty eight. Mm, oof, yeah, no, that is something you have to take into consideration for sure. Well, that does depend on your chip strategy, right? Um, so if, I don't know, if, if, okay, wait, if, if you think, well, okay, well, the safest thing to do is to just hold them, right? Because that kind of leaves your options open. But yeah, if you sell them, or no, if you sell them then, and they do end up blanking in 28, then that's not so bad. I, th- I think if they, if they blank in 28 and you sell them, you probably just get them back for 29 and forego that 27 double. I guess so. I guess so. It seems like a lot of hokey po- hokey po- Yeah. What's hokey pokey? Yeah. Hocus pocus. Know. Hocus pocus. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. Yeah. If you're if you're planning on free hitting in 29. Yeah. Maybe you keep them for 20 keep them for this through 27. Yeah. And then out for 28. Free hit them, free hit them back in for 29. Yeah, and then out for out for thirty, thirty one, thirty two. I don't know. Yeah, that's I that's mean, getting in the weeds. Yeah, I think. Well, I I would highly recommend uh, checking out FPL team. Once again, FPL team. They're uh, it's it's a really nice web, really really useful actually. They it's it's basically what people have been begging for on the the actual FPL website for a very long time, which is, um. You can you can see what your team looks like uh, looks like in future game weeks, and you can make transfers, and those transfers will actually carry over um, on the interface so that you get to plan ahead um, for as long as you want. And uh, the fixtures are there. You have uh, expected points, although I don't trust their uh, projections, but you get that, um, and and you can also see what chips look like, and it takes into account uh, you know hits taken and and whatnot. So yeah. for you know it's. If anyone from FPL team is is listening, we'd love to get an ad as oh, sponsorship. Yeah. We oh, would absolutely. really welcome it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
yeah, so, you know, I think it would not be a bad five minutes spent for anyone to, to check that out. Yeah. What do, what do you think about Bruno? About Bruno? Well, he's been fantastic. He has really yeah. been fantastic. But he, he's been everything I think anyone could have asked for. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but given that United blank in 28 as well, or, or at least have a 95% chance of, uh, is it 95? Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. 95% of chance of blanking, according to Ben Krellin. Uh, and they do play, well, well, okay. So they blank in 25 and 28 and, um, and they play Liverpool in 26, although yeah, that yeah. may be considered an easy fixture nowadays, but I don't know. It, it goes back and forth, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, really is, once again, dependent on your trip strategy, because if you're free hitting in 28, then you would want to keep Bruno, because Bruno plays Southampton at home in 27 and doubles in 29. So if you free hit um, in 28 when Bruno blanks, it's... Not a bad thing, but but with that being said, I think um I don't know. The the, the twenty five blank is, is a big one and it's yeah. what nine nine point eight million sitting on your bench, which it, I great. I think really the biggest issue is just the money. Because I mean you can you can you know take a couple hits, but you can't get an extra nine point nine million to spend on someone like Salah. Exactly. Exactly. So should we talk about Salavan and Liverpool assets? Let's do it. Okay. Is Salah essential? That's what I'm going to start with. It's it's so tough because you think you think anyone sitting on the the types of stats that he's sitting on would be just about as essential as as you can be. But I mean, he's he certainly if you have him in your team. He would most likely be the the premier captaincy option, right? And that that alone, to me, makes it seem like he's worth it. Well, I don't think he's the premier captaincy option. You would, you would, if you had Salah and Saka, you'd go for Saka. I think I'm gonna captain Saka. Yeah, but I mean, even with that said, Salah. I mean. He just hasn't been great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. That's true. He's been... I don't think anyone's looked at his season and said, you know, he's been, you know, exceeding my expectations. But still, you know, five and a half points per match, eight goals, six assists, uh, 10.1 XG, actually. So... Yeah, well... I mean, I guess if you look at it numbers-wise, eight goals and four, uh, six assists, you said? Yeah. Isn't that... Um, hold on a second. That's, uh, I mean, Odegaard has eight goals and seven assists, but, uh, we kind of like I mean, Odegaard a lot for, more, don't for we? For Odegaard, it's the bonus points, isn't it? Because, yeah, I mean, Salah is 13, Odegaard is like 25 or so. Right. Maybe even more. Yeah. But really, I mean, Odegaard, he's only 131 points scored. Salah is 122. Mm-hmm. So they're not that far off. Yeah. But oh, that's actually really interesting. I think it's I mean, a, a you know part of it. I'm sure is just that Odegaard has so much more value for the yeah for the money. Yeah, yeah, you know. I was gonna say it is a two pronged thing. One of it being the money, and yeah. another being yeah. the expectations, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Salah, after all those years of, you know, bagging 30 goals, just being the the nail-on captain, the best player in the game, mm-hmm. it, it takes its toll, I think, in terms of having a decent season. You know, if, if it was just some random Brighton midfielder putting up these numbers, we'd think, you know, we'd all want him in our teams. Sure, sure. And I think for 12.7, he's he's not under... I, I, I don't think he's underperforming that price tag so much. Really? I, I think a little bit. But, I mean, he's, what, the, the sixth best midfielder in the game? Yeah. That's not that's not awful. I suppose. I suppose. But still, do you, do you want, you know, bang on average in your team? I want... Okay, well, you can call... I'm going to call it something different. I'm going to call it, I want... 180 player 180 minutes from a Liverpool attacker who plays Crystal Palace and Wolves and Adobe Kamek. That's what I want. So so let's let's take let's take someone else like Cody Gak, Cody Gakpo. Okay. Cuz I think he's in many ways a, a nice little differential. Sure. Um and I think I think Gakpo it's fair to expect maybe 130 minutes something like that, yeah. So do you think do you think paying that five million, yeah, for what really amounts to fifty minutes, and maybe a few more goals per minute, is that really so much better? That's the question. That is the question. Um, I think. Oh man, I mean that is the question. I me personally. Oh, I don't know. I think I think I'd still lean towards Salah, you know. I think I think that's fair. And honestly, you know, we've we've talked about how he hasn't lived up to the expectations, but he yeah. still is Salah. And I don't think that well, we I, I don't like that lose. line of thought at all. No, but. but just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I don't think we can forget the fact that in the five seasons before this, he sorry, let me just let me just pull this up. Yes. He has bagged 32 goals, 22 goals, 19 goals, 22 goals, 23 goals. I mean, that is just a ridiculous amount of elite production mm-hmm. over a sustained amount of time. Yeah. And sure he's he's slightly falling short of those expectations this year, but he still is the player that did that. Maybe right. a slightly worse version, but still that player. Yeah. I suppose. I'm also... Hmm, I don't know. I'm really on the fence. I, another thing is the is the EO thing, isn't it? So many people are, are bringing him in. Probably a lot are going to captain him. It feels like the, the right thing to do, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's the type of line of thinking that I don't like. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you just have to maximize your own points. Yeah. I mean, I think if we go back, if we look at Bruno, uh, double game week 22, played against uh, Leeds and, and, and Palace, and he got one penalty uh, across the two games, and he got 12 points. And I, I did end up going with Bruno. I think part of that was was just going along with it, you know? I mean... Do you, do you think it's a like a wisdom of the crowds type of thing? 
or no, uh, just, a, just a, a fear type of thing. Definitely more the latter than the former. But uh, so, what, what conclusions are you? Gonna draw I think some some conclusions. Let me let me look something up. Uh, yes, well, as as Franklin Delano Roosevelt would say. <laughs> The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That's that's what I'm saying. So, so don't go solid. <laughs> uh, um, is that our conclusion? Uh, no, I, I, my conclusion is go solid because men is our king, and Salah has pens, um, and and he just feels safer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there is some security. I think there is in Salah. Um, all right. Should we should we look at some other Liverpool assets? Because I I'd assume that many people are going to want three. Absolutely. Uh. Well. Well. Okay. I think the 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 second and third the uh, most optimal options are a toss up between Trent and Darwin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, Darwin. He's he's a firebrand, isn't he? A firebrand. That's I'm, he's so he's explosive. <laughs> Like he any anything could happen when he's involved. You know? He could miss some sitters. He could, you know, score some goals. Oh yeah. He could he could even probably, you know, set up some some goals and get some assists himself. I mean, you just don't know. And I feel like <laughs> that means that the the potential is is almost limitless for him. <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah, the potential is limitless. The the potential for good and bad. The ceiling is high. The floor is low. Do you think that? What What do you think we can take away from these past few weeks from a, a Liverpool attacking perspective and a Darwin perspective? Yeah. Well, I think I think Darwin is probably growing into growing to his shoes a little bit. Um, his stats aren't the greatest, but you know, you you see him trying. Things like the, the the flick he did against uh, Real Madrid, and and you think, I don't know, maybe he's onto something. And we've always seen that, you know, powerful running uh, that he does down the left hand side. The, oh yeah, the, the chaos, the chaos that he incurs uh, on the opposition and on Liverpool themselves. <laughs> but but I don't know. I think I'm inclined to think that he's he's starting to 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 be able to to harness harness that chaotic energy uh for for his own benefit i I think so i think so (laughs) and i i think it always it always begs the question of do you do you want to wait until he unlocks it Mm -hmm. almost take the safe route with darwin or do you want to take the chance that you can be the like you know on the the cutting edge of it right well i do have good memories of darwin uh, because I, I got him in right before the the World Cup for the uh, a little punt, uh, and he got 13 points against Southampton. So soft spot for him. And I think I don't know. He he'd probably get um, at least four four points just for minutes played. And I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got um, a lot of cherries cherries on top. So let's say you're a bit low on on cash. Maybe close to filing for bankruptcy. Mm. Do you do you think that down downgrading Kane to Darwin would be a good move? Oh, yeah, that is something I'm considering myself because um, I I don't really have enough money 
uh, for Bruno de Sala, so I need to fund that somehow. Um, and I ideally, we're going to talk about Trent, but I, I think I do want Trent, um, and that's you know a couple more million. Yeah. So I, I think. Mm, I don't know. You, you kind of have to take things holistically, right? Because you want Trent, you want Salah, let's say. Um, and and I don't think Darwin is, is so far below Kane. Uh, or, or let's just say, I, I think the the gain that you get from uh, Darwin, Salah, and, and Trent probably uh, is greater than, than the loss you incur um, from uh, getting rid of Kane. Yeah. I mean, I think on the one hand, we shouldn't understate how good of a season Kane is having. Oh, I mean, obviously he's been overshadowed by by Holland, but still, you know, twenty one hundred minutes, played ninety pretty much every game. Yeah, I think I think he played eighty nine one game and then seventy seven and one other. Yeah, but you know, other than that, he's been, you know, everything you could ask for in terms of minutes: seventeen goals, six assists. I mean. He's having an incredible season. I think over these next few weeks, I would certainly take him over Darwin. Just straight up. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's certainly fair to think that if, you know, that's the difference between getting Salah and not getting Salah, it's not so unreasonable to, to make that Kane to Darwin switch. Right. And I guess the thing with Kane is, you know, he's very consistent, but I don't know, some, something... Funny, I guess, is he hasn't really gotten many double-digit returns this season, has he? Yeah, I mean, he's gotten, you know, that 16, that 11, that 10, that 10. But he, he really makes his living with the 8s and the 9s. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a bit strange. But it almost it's almost good in a way because, you know, scoring one goal pretty much every game, he gets those two or three bonus points a lot. Right. And in in a way it almost it almost helps him. Interesting. Yeah, no, I guess I guess I see the appeal behind no, well I do, but also I don't know. I really like him as a player, but I don't really don't like Spurs as a team. That's fair. I really don't blame you for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 I don't know, but but Liverpool as a team also aren't really doing so hot because it's always like, oh Tottenham are so bad, but Kane still pops up with a goal um, every game. Whereas I don't know for for Liverpool at least. Ugh. No, I mean I I, w- I wouldn't say they're they're that much better than Spurs even, but. Just feels like more of a, more of a, how shall I put it? Trust, trust, their attack feels more worthy of, of trust, maybe. Am I making any sense? Maybe not exactly worthy of trust, but ripe for redemption. Okay. Yes. Yes. I do like that. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. This is, this is a slightly different discussion. But I think it's curious that Kane is one of the few stars that seems to escape any sort of blame for his team struggles. <laughs> like, like it's, it's exactly what you said. Like, you know, Tottenham 
are not doing so well, but Kane is. And it uh-huh. we're we're always able to to separate how well Kane's doing from how uh-huh. poorly Spurs are doing. Uh-huh. And he just he never seems to shoulder any blame. Unlike, you know, even really solid this year, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, Liverpool are bad because Salah is Salah's not so good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Kane for the record, he has not been as a creator anything close to what we've seen of him before. So despite, you know, FPL wise in terms of the goals, he's doing very well. But as an overall player, arguably he hasn't been the same type of package to Spurs that he has been in the past. Mm-hmm. So I mean I think nine times out of ten, it's or maybe even ten like what, nine point five times out of ten. It's it's absolutely the right analysis to say that Tottenham were bad, but Kane was pretty good. Sure, but on on some level, don't you think that we can't just like keep excusing Kane for for all Spurs blemishes? Uh, it's not a matter of ex- excusing Kane. It's a matter of he's doing everything he can, and and the team is is just not it. Is he doing everything he can, or is he <laughs> and his you know individual play style perhaps uh-huh. during the team? Hindering the team, you said. I mean, it's it's almost. Could we be venturing into into Holland discussions here? What does that I mean, mean? You know, whenever City don't do well, people are like, "Oh, is you know Holland is going to give City thirty goals?" But is he really helping the team? Oh, yeah. And I mean, given how Kane has regressed as a as a creator, Oof. is it is it not fair to ask those same questions about Kane? Oh, you're being ridiculous, Jacob. Surely, surely not. Surely not. This is Harry. Oh, man. This is Harry Kane. Do you watch Harry these games? Kane, he, but... Oh, he draws fag. He links up. He, he does everything, doesn't he? It's just. I, I don't see how. <laughs> I mean, Kane's been on just a pretty bang average team for his whole career. Oh, okay. And I feel like I feel like at some point it it can't just be like. You know, Kane has done what he's done despite the team. Mm. You know, I feel mm. like he's got to, there's got to be some sort of individual accountability for a team's <sighs> best player when the team doesn't do well. What do you want him to do? Just more? More? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it almost seems like perhaps part of the reason that, that Sun has regressed. Maybe yeah. this is ridiculous. Oh my god! I mean, you can call me out. You are not about to say this. <laughs> is it not possible that part of the reason Suns regressed is because Kane has regressed as a creator? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, on, on what basis are you saying this? I mean, I I just think it's worth asking the question. Worth asking. I think Suns regressed because 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 Sun is his uh has been robbing the XG gods for, for 10 years, and maybe he's he's getting the getting other end of the stick finally. Okay. Look, I that that's certainly that's certainly a valid explanation. Oof. And but it almost seems like it's it's not like he's had all like I'm sorry, let, let me pull up some numbers for a moment. Okay. Because it's it's not even like he's had all these chances. It's it's really just that he hasn't been hasn't like, had chances? Nothing's been going for him, you know? 
I mean, he only has 5.3 XG. Like, and five goals. It's not like he's really been, you know, underperforming it that much. I mean, things just haven't clicked for him. So what you're telling me is Kane isn't putting enough chances on a play for Sun. Kane is acting as too much of a an attacking focal point. Oh, and wow. it's been at the detriment of Sun. And look, I, I'm not even saying this is completely, completely valid. But what I'm thinking is that Holland, despite scoring more goals than Kane, seems to be taking almost all the blame mm. when City players can't get him chances. Mm. And when he makes runs into the box and City players can't get to him. But Kane, despite being on a worse team, despite not putting up as good individual numbers as Holland, seems to be completely excused for his team's faults. That's a fair I'm point. I'm trying to understand why. No, that is a fair point. Well, okay. Well, part of it is because he's on a worse team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can agree on that. Yes. I mean, the players around Kane are not as good as the other players on City. So, I mean, that naturally makes you kind of want to make more excuses for Kane. Yes. That's just a, a human thing to do. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And, ooh, I don't know. I It's, it's also, we have to contextualize it, don't you? Because Kane, well, Kane is, Kane is England's darling, isn't he? Yeah. Holland's yeah. this this brute from up north <laughs> comes in and plunders all the goals at the expense of his team. Is that the narrative? I don't. I think that's what people think. That that's 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 what the the masses think. Um, and and you also have to compare it to, I don't know, com- compare it to what City looked like in years before, right? Because I don't know. Even last year, City were playing beautiful beautiful football, and and now uh, people are are seeing Holland and coming in and drastically altering city's city's play style some some would say for the worse um and and you, you got to blame it on someone um and i don't know i yeah, uh, sure I'll, I'll i'll give you this much holland probably is being scapegoated a little bit too much um and it's partly because he's done so well uh in terms of goals at least i don't know un- until the past past few weeks but i mean yeah if you do that for Holland, you also have to do that for Kane. And in, 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 in the past few years, Kane has been Mr. Consistent. He's always been, I don't know, the, the guy to pull Spurs out from, from, from under the mud, the guy to pull England uh, up with him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we talk about how City have gotten worse with Holland. But so have Spurs. I mean, they, they, they were in fourth the last two years. And now it seems like they don't really have any hope of a Champions League spot. So it's not like, I mean, I understand there's a convenient narrative about City getting worse because Holland came in. Yes. But, I mean, Spurs got worse with Kane still there. I, I mean, mean, Spurs... Some of, the, some of the blame has to be on Kane at some point. Spurs are fourth. I mean, does it really Does it really seem like they're going to be able to maintain that, though? I mean, every, every week it seems like we're talking about how bad Spurs are. <sighs> What what did what did he do to you? I I just think that as as a city fan, it just seems like I I just don't agree with the way Holland's being treated. Are you just mad you didn't get Kane last summer? No, I mean I, I think I think <laughs> I th- I think that Kane would have met a similar fate at City. In- that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean. Oh. We we love to talk about how 
how Kane can link play and drop back into <laughs> midfield. But realistically, I mean, it would be the exact same results. He'd be he'd be putting up ridiculous goal tallies, maybe even better than what Holland's putting up. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not sure the city team would be better. Ooh, I mean that's that's a take for sure. That's I I would I would venture to call that a wild speculation, wild pointless speculation. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no way this can ever be proven. It's it's just my oh. belief. Your belief. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this: what 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 do you want? You want reparations from from okay? <laughs> yeah, I want Daniel Levy to <laughs> to give me the money. Yeah, that's what I want. I want him to pay for Jude Bellion to sit. Okay, why don't you send a send a send a fax over to Daniel? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be very receptive to that. Oh yeah, I'll give it a try. Well, that was quite the tangent, but uh, shall we shall we talk about Trent? I, th- I think we should. Okay, and I, I think you know as a, as a broader conversation, the the entire Liverpool defense. Okay, okay. Well, after. Uh, after eating five uh, against Madrid, who's to say they aren't going to eat some more against uh, against Wolves and Palace? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so hard to just comprehend what happened in that Madrid game. Mm-hmm. You know, they they go up two nil, they concede a couple, and then they just start pouring in. Mm. I mean. It's 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 just bizarre because they had kept two clean sheets against Newcastle and Everton. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they did concede two point oh five xG yeah. to Newcastle, yeah. so maybe they were a bit fortunate. But that's also more xG than they conceded against Madrid. <laughs> it's, just, it's a conundrum, uh, really. It's it's one of those things. I think Real Madrid. Uh, someone said this. Did you say this? You said Real Madrid win games on aura. Is that? Did you say that, or did I see that somewhere else? I mean, you you said that to me first. So oh, I did. You did, yeah. Oh, I did. So that was okay. I saw that somewhere else, and I said that to you. Okay. But yeah, Real Madrid win win games on aura. That's what it is. I mean, in in their like 2016-17 with Ronaldo, I mean, they just kept he just kept pulling hat tricks out of the bag, uh-huh. and everyone else was just. I mean, and the narrative was always coming into the knockout stage that Madrid were, were floundering and then they just suddenly are able to turn it back on. Uh-huh. It's it's their competition. Yeah. Yeah. It just Funny. brings out the, the best of them, I guess. Yeah. And Ancelotti, oh my God, Ancelotti is so cold, man. So cold. Yeah. Apparently, apparently he didn't even give a, give a halftime team talk. Bro just That's pulled really out the, funny. pulled out the, pulled out the eyebrow raise and the boys yeah. did it. I think that's all. That's all you need as a player. I mean, you, you see, you see the Ancelotti. He he raises one eyebrow, hmm. and you just know to, you you know what to do to play better, and you have the the strength, the willpower to do it. There we go. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he was a Italian mafia boss. I mean, I, I thought that it was basically confirmed that he's fast. <laughs> you know, not that I'll ever be able to prove it, but. Sure. Something we all just accepted this fact. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, Liverpool defense. Uh, Trent. Trent has been putting up some some very good numbers. I think in the past, I read somewhere in the past uh, 
few, I can't put a number to it, but in the past few weeks, he's created uh, an equal number of chances as the first, uh, it might've been 17 game weeks of the whole season. So, um, I don't know. And if you watch them, if you watch the games, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like it's, it's similar to what, uh, what happened to, to Sancho, but like not actually, I think Trent uh, figuratively has been sent to the mountains and now he's back and he's, he's ready to cook again. I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually concerned about Trent individually. Yeah, as an attacking defender, I'm just concerned about the Liverpool defense. That's so fair, actually. And I mean, I, I think clean sheets are always the, you know, the meat of any, of any defensive sandwich. Mm, okay. And I, I think assists are just the the toppings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's great when he's getting attacking returns, but if the clean sheets aren't there, he just can't be a productive asset. Right, right. But I mean. Palace and Wolves, come on! It's it's so tempting, and that that's what that that's what makes it so interesting. Because after getting smacked by Madrid, if it if it was a tough double, I don't think we'd really be that interested. No, not at all, not at all. But it's just that it's it's two very very good fixtures. Yeah, I I think I I want to get Trenton for mm-hmm. the record. Yeah, and I think I'll find a way. But I, I certainly have some cause for concern. I think I'm in the same boat. Same boat. Also, he's just a really exciting guy to own, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think arguably attack, attacking defenders are the most fun assets in the in the game. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah, because yeah, cause one return and a clean sheet and you're three bonus points and, and 50. Yeah, generally, that's like that's a recipe for 12 points. Yeah. yeah, which is, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and, and finally, to round off the segment, let's uh, briefly talk about chip strategy. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, 14, we, yeah, go on. I, mean, I think we've talked about, you know, the, the yeah. landscape, which is, yeah. you know, the doubles in 27, 29, the blank in 28. Mm. Um, it seems like the consensus is do the, the wild card in 33, Mm-hmm. Into a bench boost double game week in 34. Yeah. And then either free hit or 28 in 28 or 29, depending on whether the, the Liverpool full game in 28 goes on and generally what your, what your team's looking like. Sounds about right. Um, well, okay. Well, sh- should we should we talk about 28, 29 a little bit? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's see. Who, who blanks in 28? 28 is. A, a rather large blank by the looks of it. Um, I mean, so it looks like Brighton, United, Brentford, Leicester, uh, City, West Ham, um, Southampton, Spurs are all pretty, pretty certainly blanks. And then possibly Wolves, Leeds, Liverpool, Fulham. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. In which case, well, okay, I don't know. Maybe, okay. First of all, let's let's zoom out. Is it is it better to to free hit in a uh, in a blank or in a double? I mean, it's that's it's it's a very interesting question because it almost feels like just general like 
numerical logic would dictate that free hitting in the double would be would give you more expected like actual points if if that makes any sense because so let's say let's say you there are four games going on in game week 28 so maybe you'll have six players that are playing then you can go to eight right and then that is eight elevenths which is 72 percent of a normal game week all right versus like a hundred percent if you free hit i guess so you'd be you'd be losing 28 percent of the points from a normal game week if that makes sense if if you only have eight players if if you just use like two frees, let's say. Okay. And don't do it and don't do a free hit. Okay. But by free hitting, you'll get hundred percent of a normal game week, right? Yeah. So you know, in, in contrast to that with game week twenty nine, let's say if you if you can basically get like I mean there's there's probably gonna be about, you know, fifteen games going on. And if you can basically get like twenty-two players, mm. I think that's like that. That could be like a this. This is kind of hard to describe, okay. but it's like if you can get that twenty-eight percent, and you can probably get a bit more too. Mm. It's it's like oh, I'm I'm not doing a good job describing this, <laughs> but like all right, here's here's. A very simple way to describe it. Yes, please. So four fifths is eighty percent. Okay. But five fourths is one hundred twenty five percent, right? So it, it's losing like point two, but gaining point two five. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. I I think I think that makes some sense, right? Sure. So there's just more like actual points to be gained. Oh. By expanding the margins, in a, a week with more total points than okay. a week with less total points. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. But I don't okay. Well, I don't think even if you even if you don't free hit in a double, you're going to have double game week players there. Sure, but I think you'll you'll get more double players in and you'll also be able to optimize doubles because there's so many more options. Oh, because okay. everyone's playing and you can get instead of just some like okay doubles, you can get all you can get three players from all the best doubles. Oh, and then okay. a few more too. So I I just think the margin is so much higher. I think I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. Mm, okay. I I would. Do you think an example would help? I can try to think of an example, but if you, if you could think of one, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's see. Hi, hypothetically. Uh, okay. Let Let's say Let's say Let's say City is playing Everton and Fulham. And, uh, no, okay, no, no, no. Let, let's say, let's say, let's say Newcastle is, is playing Everton and Fulham. Yeah. And you have, okay, and then, and then City is playing, oh, no, not City, maybe City. And then Liverpool is playing, uh, City Arsenal, maybe. Um, whereas, I don't know, you might have like, I don't know, if you don't free hit, you might have like a two Liverpool players and, and one Newcastle player. Um, and Liverpool having the worst double, 
and Newcastle having the better double. And if you free hit, you can turn that into like three Newcastle players, kind of. Yeah, and I think because it's because there's so many more games. Yeah, it's like there's so many more like there's so much more actual opportunity to get actual points. Okay. Okay. Versus the the blank blank game or blank game week where you can basically cover your losses mm. and there's just not that much like upwards room uh-huh to to really benefit with a free hit you know like yeah you'll be getting three more players probably maybe four yeah. than you would have had otherwise it might not be the best fixtures right so That's, you'll yeah. you know in terms of like proportionally to other people in that game week uh-huh. you'll do very very well but in the grand scheme of things with like actual points, yeah, it probably will pay off to do it in twenty nine. Sure, sure, I can I can get behind that. Um, and and there probably is a psychological thing behind it as well, right? You just want to free hit into the the exciting thing, yeah. Maybe, maybe, but if anything, there's like a psychological element of it in terms of wanting to, like, there's this like really bad one, then you can just completely avoid that. Right. Ooh, ooh, yeah. And especially That's because true. it's sandwiched between two doubles. Oh, this is true. Hmm. It's a lot to consider here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, okay, if, if we zoom in a little bit, you see that 27 is a double, 29 is a double. The two teams that double in both uh, 27 and 29 is is Brent, uh, Brentford and Brighton. So I think if you, I don't know, if, if you already they have... They also link at 25. Which makes Ooh, sense. Yes, yes. No, that does make sense. So, like, I don't know. I, you kind of, it's it's difficult because you, you want to stay flexible. But also, it, it seems like it would even be better if you, if you just went all in on a single strategy. Because then you could optimize according to that. So, after all this deliberation, what would you recommend for our, our listeners? It's certainly tough because we we still are waiting for information about about the blank twenty eight. But I don't know since since you since you spoke so much wax so much lyrical about the uh, the merits of uh, of uh, free hitting in a double game week as opposed to a, a blank game week. I think my my recommendation to the listeners is uh, you start planning uh, to free hit in in twenty nine. I I think given the information we have now, that's the right choice. Sure. Sure. So should we move on to to captaincy? Yes, let's let's do that. So, um, I, I mentioned before, me personally, I'm inclined to go to Saka. Uh, I think Arsenal are just uh, a much better machine than than Liverpool are at the moment. And I don't know, you, you can't really compare the, the the fixtures because I don't know. Leicester Saka plays Leicester and Everton. Salah plays Palace and Wolves. I mean, I would say. The, the only way to compare them is said they're both good. Right. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. So in, in some ways, it's really a, a non-issue. The fixtures. A non-issue. And it's more just about the players and the teams yes. and the forms. Exactly. exactly. And I don't know, both on a, on, a, on a player skill and on a team skill, wouldn't you be more inclined to trust Saka and Arsenal, respectively? I mean, certainly on a team scale. I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough to bet against Salah, given the past five years of his reign over this over this game. I mean, Saka's probably the right choice. 
I think so. Probably. But there's there's certainly a chance for it to go wrong. There is. There is. But, I mean, it wouldn't be such a crazy thing to bet against Salah either. If you look at the past seven weeks, I mean, f- five blanks before two returns, it's, it's not invincible. Yeah, and I, I, I notice looking at, looking at the past game weeks, Saka kind of does this thing similar to, to Kane where he just ticks along quite nicely. In fact, he's only gotten double digits once this entire season. Uh, but if you, I don't know, if you, if you compound one return each in each of the games, you end up in the 15-point in the range and, and you're a really happy guy. Yeah. Do you think that anyone else other than those two could potentially be a good option? I mean, I think Odegaard for most of the season, most of the season has been sack as equal. He's a bonus point magnet. Yeah. Um. You know, he's in that same Arsenal team. If anything, he's more important to the attack. I don't disagree heavily with that. No. But also, I don't know if if you look at the the underlying data. Um. Uh, Odegaard, I mean, this is common knowledge, but Odegaard's the, the creator and, and Saka is the, the finisher, if you will. And just, just I mean, just purely on a, on a, on a XG and XA combined um, level. And of course, you're going to weight XG more than you do XA, aren't you? Um, so I think Saka is the clear winner here. I think so. Just because goals are so much more valuable than assists. Yeah. Um. What what about Liverpool? Do you think either Darwin or Trent could be good differential options? Hmm. Either Darwin or Trent. Darwin, I wouldn't. I wouldn't simply because I don't think he's going to get more than. I think he might start both actually, but he'll get subbed off in at yeah, least yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. Um. And I think honestly, think owning. Well, no, that's not a good line of reasoning. I was going to say owning him is enough, but like if you think he's going to score the most points, then. No reason not to captain him, but I mean, there is this trust thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Darwin might be the hardest player, really, in the game to trust. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, he's he's a huge differential. Yeah, but if Darwin is scoring, it almost feels like Sal is probably also scoring. Is that fair? <laughs> interesting thing to say if darwin is score- well you can't really say that i remember very i don't know dis- it almost feels like if darwin is scoring that probably means the entire attack is clicking <laughs> ouch you know yeah i mean i distinctly remember game week 16 darwin got two goals 13 points and salah blanked i believe so that's true that's true but i i, I get i get where you're coming from i get where you're coming from trent I mean, it's oh, if if he had that that twelve point four, then you know with, with that Liverpool defense of old, I mean, he'd probably be my pick. If he had but, that one, you know, I mean, I I think in a a few years ago, we probably would have said that with these these fixtures, he almost has a twelve point four with his clean sheets, but a twelve oh floor 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 yeah. oh yes yeah yeah but. It's it's just not that reliable anymore. No, not at all. Which is why I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and there is the stigma against captaining defenders, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. I think One so. thing goes wrong and you're kind of... Yeah. Yeah. All right, so can we agree that can we agree that Sack is the best option followed by Salah, followed by probably, probably Odegaard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's fair. Okay, you don't own Saka, do you? I don't actually. What are you gonna do about that? I mean, the only way I could get Saka in without you know spending you know eight points is just straight from Odegaard. Oh. And I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do. Because I don't think... I mean, that, that would mean a minus four. And I'm not confident that Zach is worth four points in the guard. Right. And your Arsenal triple up is is who? Saliba, Odegaard, and Ketia. And Ketia. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably stay put. Probably yeah, stay. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, for most of the season, it's been quite even. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think... We should really expect Saka to blow Odegaard out of the water. Sure. Until he does, of course. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I back my, my Norwegian. But Martin, yeah. right? Martin? Martin or Erling? Both. Both. Yeah. But in, in this scenario, for my captaincy, Martin. All right. So that just about brings us to the end of this uh, mind-spinning <laughs> fortress episode i mean there's just so many permutations to think about and i mean it's it's gonna it's gonna be difficult to to plot a good path through these next few game weeks but if you do it'll be rewarding certainly will mind spinning is a very very good way to describe it i i probably will remember this episode for your just violent barrage on Harry Kane for some reason. <laughs> I, I just think that it was an issue that needs to be worth okay. pointing out. Okay, I guess. All that's, right. all, that's all it is. All that's right. all it is. All I don't right. have anything against him personally. I think he's okay. a legend in Premier League and in FPL. Okay. okay. Given the, the the state that Spurs are in now, I just think questions need to be asked. We're starting a dialogue. How's that? <laughs> okay. Exactly. And with that, uh, wishing everyone a healthy green arrow.